Doug Scott here. Welcome back to Tales from Second Street. You know, experts tell us that effective communication is a vital component in human interaction. When people are on the same page, so to speak, good things can happen, like paddling a boat in the same direction or doing the wave at the link. With poor communication skills, messages can be misunderstood, objectives can be unmet, and results can be really messy. Being in the loop tends to influence sought-for positive outcomes. What does all this have to do with anything? Give a listen. All will be explained. Have you ever heard of a lurdy? That's right, lurdy. I don't think it's a real word, actually. I think it's probably one of those made-up words like incentivized, impactful, SoCal, <laughs> and all that stuff. When I first heard the term bloviated, it sounded like it was made up, but it's actually a real word. Just sounds made up. Anyway, I first heard of the term lurdy from my buddy Ryan. Ryan's a DEA agent, and I first heard it from him. We were sitting out on my front porch one early summer evening, eating some of my wife Kelly's fried chicken. Unimaginably delicious. You had to see Ryan eat this chicken. The look on his face as he regarded each golden brown morsel. Oh my God, I felt like I shouldn't have even been there. That I was witness to something private, personal. Ryan seemed to actually be in love with this chicken. Now, I like chicken. Kelly's chicken especially. It's just wonderful. It surpasses all that kettle fried southern style cuisine you get at the food, fuel, and fireworks emporium. I enjoy all that when I'm down in Georgia. Gosh, it's delicious. And I stock up on my fireworks too. Anyway, as I said, we were out there demolishing the chicken faster than Kelly could fry it when across the street by old man Feldman's driveway, a guy appeared. First off, it wasn't Iggy Feldman. And by my casual observation, he was kind of like, I guess you could say, nondescript. He wasn't too tall. He was a little, I guess, on the slender side. He had brown hair, maybe middle-aged, jeans and a t-shirt. The usual, just some guy. Ryan watched him carefully. Never missing a bite of his delectable chicken, he asked me, Joey, you know that guy? I looked over at him and said, well, nah, it's not the guy who lives there. I don't think I ever saw him before. Mm, nah. Ryan fell silent, then said, hmm, well then, that bird's your basic lurdy. I stopped chewing and said, my basic what? He said, lurdy, lurdy, never heard of a lurdy? I asked him, what the hell's a lurdy? He looked toward Feldman's and pointed, you're looking at one. Still munching and vaguely interested, I stupidly asked, <laughs> Ryan, what are you talking about? What's up with this lurdy thing? I said, what's their deal? What do they do? Lurdies. Still pointing, he began stabbing his finger towards the guy and he said, Dad, that. I was getting exasperated by the second and demanded, what the hell you mean, that? They lurt, he said. I laughed and said, okay, I get it. All right. Thanks for the mountain of information. Now I can sleep at night. They lurk. Jesus. 
He laughed and told me that's what he and his DEA station buddies called people who didn't seem to fit in with the landscape. Like people just hanging around, just lurking. Ryan's training and his work tended to cause him to be on the suspicious side. Cops like him are trained to watch for patterns and to be wary of people and events kind of out of place in an environment. As we watched our lurdy, we saw that he was sticking flyers in mailboxes as he walked up the street. Ryan sat up and murmured, uh-oh. I asked, what? He said, see that? Frickin' lurdy. I didn't see anything out of the ordinary. What, I asked. Well, according to Ryan, our lurdy was in violation of Federal Code Title 18, Section 1725 that prohibits unstamped articles in mailboxes. Literally, <laughs> literally a federal offense. He said, see that? Lurdy's a perp. We looked at each other and just burst out laughing. We continued our chicken fest and watched as the Lurdy continued his crime spree as he walked down the road and out of sight. And that, shall we say, was that. Ryan's lurdy thing stuck with me, and unfortunately I infected my family with it. Whenever we notice a person not familiar to us, we categorize them instantly as lurdies. It's reflexive. It's like a knee-jerk. I know this sounds wackier than hell, but then we do a deeper dive and go on and warn one another that a lurdy's been spotted, and we all need to be on the lookout. <laughs> this is... As I'm saying this, it sounds absolutely insane. It's total overkill, I know, but that's what we do. And that leads me to my story, which is equally weird. One afternoon, Kelly and I were heading out to go shopping. Kelly was driving, so she pulled the car up to the front of our house. I opened the door and was stepping in when she waved her arm and shouted a name directly into my face. I was a bit stunned. She shouted, Carol, it's Carol. I had no idea what in hell she was talking about. I asked, Carol, Carol who? She slammed her hand down on the console, raising a small cloud of dust, and she screamed, for God's sake, Carol, Carol, I'm saying goodbye to Carol. I shouted, Carol? Who the hell is Carol? Where is she? Kelly yelled, she's in the house. Carol's in the house. Since we were still operating under COVID rules and pretty much isolated, we were binging on all kinds of crap on TV. This week, it was Tiger King. I shouted back, Carol Baskin's in our house? What the hell's she doing in our house? Kelly slammed the console again and disgustedly snarled, oh, you are such an idiot. For Christ's sake, just shut your trap and wave. Now, since Kelly had obviously lost her mind in the brief interlude between getting in the car and traveling the 20 feet to the front of our house, I thought, well, you know what? I'd better humor her before I get hurt, or at least she starts spitting nickels. I still struggled with what the hell this person Carol was doing in our house. I was also puzzled by how she got in. The damn dog never barked. I was the last one out and was pretty certain nobody slipped in past me. And because our dog Otto had gotten out the back door once before, 
I always made certain that the door was locked and secure. Anyways, not sure what was going on. I turned toward the house, smiled like an idiot, and waved and shouted goodbye to dear Carol as Kelly drove off waving and blowing the horn in retreat. Well, as it turns out, this ridiculous hysterical scene <laughs> was precipitated by a lurdy. That's right, Kelly spotted a lurdy as she got in the car and in her heightened lurdy alert mode, neglected to let me in on the sighting. As her DEFCON 5 gradually cranked back to the green zone, she was able to tell me that the Carol thing was actually a ploy, a gambit to throw the lurdy off balance. Carol was supposed to be in the house guarding our dog and our earthly possessions while we went off to the Acme. I didn't actually see the lurdy, but Kelly was sure this one was a genuine ne'er-do-weller, as she said. This person seemed clearly up to no good and was probably armed and no doubt casing our house. We were lucky not to have been carjacked. I've been guilty of doing the same thing, this theatrical waving goodbye, beeping the horn to an empty house when I've spotted a lurdy. Sure, I felt stupid, but you know, the what ifs and all. What if Kelly was off somewhere and I needed to go out and I left without bidding adieu to the pretend someone who was guarding the house? I could come home and find the frickin' place wrecked. All our valuables burgled, the 50 bucks we keep in the freezer, gone. When Kelly returned home, she'd be aghast. Her first question would be, did you wave goodbye to the pretend house sitter? Now, can you imagine if I didn't? I don't even want to think about it. I should have known what was up with the Carol thing, but Kelly's charade and her intensity were super convincing. I was certain Carol was in the house. Well, that'll teach that lurdy. No monkey business up in this piece. The origin of the term lurdy. There you have it. Tell all your friends and neighbors you heard it here first. Hope you enjoyed this kind of silly little tale, but it's a true story. Crazy as it seems, it is an absolutely true story. Let us know what you think. You can contact us at dougssecondstreet at gmail.com. That's D-O-U-G-S, the number 2-N-D-S-T at gmail.com. Look for us on Facebook, Tales from Second Street. Take care. Don't forget to lock your doors. Bye-bye.